Hey, sweet sister friend. All right. Which of these best describes you? You long to have a soul at rest and a mind at peace, or you want to experience daily miracles and blessings as part of your Christian lifestyle, and then be the faithful warrior that helps others experience those too. Or perhaps you need a breakthrough in your career, your health, your finances, your relationships. You are tired of going around and around that merry-go-round. Or let's just be real, girl. You want to have some fun again. You want to be that girl who would dance around the kitchen singing into a spatula at the sound of any Whitney Houston song. Girl, you know it's true. Okay, a little Millie Vanilli there for you up in here today. Well, girl, if you answered yes to any of these questions, then you must join us at the Shine Fall Retreat Equipped this October in Florida. Yeah, that's right, girl. I said Florida, which for all my little northerners, you're going to need a little dose of sunshine at the end of October. All right. So during this time, we will discover and activate practical biblical tools to help you live fully equipped so that you can be empowered to help others on their journey as well, while getting refreshed and re-energized during our three-night, four-day, all-inclusive getaway in Florida this fall. Hop on over to shinewithbrainy.com. You will see a register here button right at the very top of the page, or you can look under the events and you will see it right there. But go ahead and get yourself registered today. Time and time is limited. Of course, we know we only got a couple months to register for this and so is space. All right. So hop on over shinewithbrainy.com and then let's get on with the show. Hey there, sweet sister friend. Welcome back to the Shine with Brandy show. I am so glad you're here today. All right. To start us off today, we're going to travel a little bit back in time to when I got my first car. I was super blessed to get a car when I turned 16. Now I will tell you, it was really because my parents, and I'm sure some of you parents who might relate, (laughs) my parents didn't want to have to cart me all over the place all all of the time. Now I was the last of my friend group to turn 16 because my birthday's in October and I didn't go to kindergarten, so therefore I advanced. We didn't have that Labor Day cutoff, that birthday, that fall birthday cutoff back then. So I didn't turn 16 until my junior year of high school. So I remember looking and scouring through the good old newspaper. Some of you don't even have a clue what that is, (laughs) but through the classified ads looking for a used car. And my parents bought me a silver Chevy Corsica. It had maroon upholstered interior and I called her lightning. Now, not only was she silver on the outside, but she was speedy. Okay. Let's just be real. I was the one who drove quite fast. (laughs) I can't tell you the number of tickets that I got out of. Thankfully, I have a pretty clean record over the last 10 years. I think that has something to do with my conviction of living with excellence for the Lord and not going above the speed limit. Wow. I still go above. All right. So anyways, I digress here. So my parents said, okay, look, we will pay the upfront cost of the car, but you're going to be responsible for three things, insurance, gas, and oil changes. Now, man alive, it is expensive to own a car, okay? And then they said, okay, we'll figure out if you need, you know, tires or brake pads or windshield wipers, we'll figure out, you know, how we're going to go ahead and split the cost. But they fronted the upfront cost for the car. So that seemed easy enough, but let's just be real, y'all. Cars are expensive. Just paying for the insurance, I believe back at the at the time, it was probably about $1,500 a year, And gas, I don't know if you remember, but we actually sold it by the liter back in the day. Some of you might have no clue about that, but it was like 80 cents a liter. And so I just remember, you know, having friends all around town because I went to the Catholic high school. So many communities fed into that many, you know, cities fed into that community. And so therefore some of my friends live 15, 20 minutes away. And there were times where I didn't have gas money where I was like, can either somebody come pick me up or we're gonna have to rain check it. Now, that was some humble pie to have to admit that, okay? 
So that meant that I got my little tail into work. These maintenance costs, they definitely warranted me getting a few jobs. So not only during the summer, but also during the school year, I worked a number of jobs. I was oftentimes babysitting. I would help at my mom's hair salon. And then I worked at our local Matthews Hallmark store at the Shenango Valley Mall. And during that time, you know, again, we're talking like 16 through my early 20s. I was only making a couple hundred dollars every month. Okay. I don't even remember what the cost of minimum wage was. I'm going to guess it was somewhere between three and five dollars. And I also remember that was about how much I got hourly for babysitting. So it was a good night if you got $20 in babysitting money. I remember that. So if you're the child, if you're a child of the 70s or 80s, you know exactly what I'm talking about here. Okay. Babysitting for just a few dollars. I think now the babysitters get like $20 an hour or something crazy. So during my Christmas break one year from college, I was working several hours since I didn't have classes. And I was so excited that when I got my paycheck from Matthew's Hallmark, that one two-week period, that I made $184. I remember it very specifically because at that time, it was the most amount of money I had ever made at once, like in a two-week cycle. Like I wanted to frame that, <laughs> that paycheck. Can anyone relate to me where you remember the exact amount or the time where you made the most amount? So it was also during that same winter break. It was 1992. I'll never forget. It was before my senior year. It was during my senior year, I should say, that I actually went to a Christmas gathering um, with a very dear friend who was visiting from Florida. And there are lots of family friends, people I'd known for years since I was, you know, really a baby. They had known my family and whatnot. And it was during a chat with a dear friend, Jerry. I love he and his wife, Margie. They are just such tried and true, amazing people. And he was a really strong Christian and just an all-around upstanding guy. And he said, hey, Brandy, I've got something for you. And he slid this ring onto my finger. Now, okay, it wasn't like that. Like, let's not be weird about this. But he slid this ring onto my finger, and it was money. It was a bill that had been folded into an origami shape. And like I said, he slid it onto my finger and it was too big, of course. And so he just said, you know what, tuck that in your pocket for later. And I didn't like look to see how much it was. And I didn't know what was on, you know, the face of a bill, whether it be a five, a 10, a 15 or 20, I figured it was more than a dollar. Okay. Let's just be real. So when I got home, I remember I unfolded it and can you guess how much it was? It was a hundred dollars. He had given me this hundred dollars just out of thin air, like literally for no reason at all. Well, for the reason was that he was a generous person, but I didn't do anything to earn that or to deserve that. And girl, let me just tell you, this was more than my week's worth of wages. So you can only imagine how ecstatic I was to be gifted this money, literally out of the blue. So the story of Jerry's generosity really sets the stage for Ruth chapter three, which is where we are camping out for our August health challenge, where we see Boaz's kindness and his integrity and his generosity toward Ruth. So as we dive into chapter three, you might think that this plot is more aligned with the Song of Solomon. There's some kind of some plot moments where you're like, what is going on here? But there is so much beauty and innocence and honor between the exchange of Boaz and Ruth. So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to read chapter three, and I really want you just to look at Boaz and consider him as just this upstanding man of God. 
He so graciously and generously just receives Ruth. And he could have so easily taken advantage of her because after all, he was the owner of this land. He was the landlord of this land. And he could have totally dominated with his authority and his influence and his affluence because after all, she was just a mere servant in his fields. But we see Boaz's character on display in full color here. So again, go and read in Ruth chapter 3 and you will just see the sweetness and gentleness and kindness as Ruth brings herself to the threshing floor and literally lays at his feet. In one of the commentaries that I was reading, I read from Bishop Hall and he recounts about Boaz's character and he says, he blessed her as a father, he encouraged her as a friend, and promised her as a kinsman. He rewards her as a patron and sends her away with hopes and gifts, no less chaste and more happy than when she came. And that really summarizes and kind of epitomizes who Boaz was as a man. He blessed her, encouraged her, he promised her, he rewarded her. And then of course he sent her away with hope and gifts. So as you read chapter three, you'll see many of those characteristics on display there in Boaz's uh, just, you know, responses to Ruth coming and following and heeding Naomi's instructions and her plan. And so you'll read that in chapter three. So after after reading chapter three, I want you to consider a man who like Boaz or perhaps my real life Jerry, who gave me that very sweet, very tender, extravagant gift who blessed me, who honored me, who encouraged me, who rewarded me. And I want you to consider your own Boaz or your own Jerry, someone who has blessed you or sweet sister, he's honored you or encouraged you, rewarded you or inspired you to have newfound hope. And I would encourage you for the week two, excuse me, week three, the second portion of this is to really consider your own soul and filling up your soul. Reach out to that person And let him know how much his kindness has meant to you. After all, these men, whether it be Boaz or Jerry or the person who you're thinking of right now, they've demonstrated Christ-like character to us. And this is the perfect time to let that person know that their actions mattered to you. And of course, sister, I would encourage you to continue walking. We are halfway through the month of August. So if you are following along, perhaps you are 25 miles into your physical challenge. We know that we are following and tracking in Ruth and Naomi's journey from Moab to Bethlehem, which was about 50 miles recorded. So since we are here at the time of this recording, mid-August, you should be about 25 miles into your journey as well. So I would encourage you to keep on walking, whether it be you're doing the mile a day, a little over a mile a day, or of course, if you are breaking it down into you know two or three days a week where you're walking a few miles. But really following in the pathway and the footsteps of both Ruth and Naomi as they sit and they learn and they glean, not only from the field of Boaz, but from the tenderness and the care and the loving kindness of who he is and how he exemplifies Christ. So this week, sister friend, I pray these blessings over you. I pray that you are continued and that God continues to just shine his light and then just show you and demonstrate his favor through the actions of perhaps it's one, perhaps it's more than one, you know, person who has exemplified Christ to you, especially a male who like Boaz is just tender and loving and caring and kind and generous and let that person know. All right, sweet sister friend, I am so enjoying 
doing this study with you and learning and reading and just gleaning pearls of wisdom to then take on my own journey. And then of course, to share with other people. So I pray this blesses you. And if it does, I pray that you share this with someone else as well, beyond your uh, gentleman, your Boaz, who you're going to share with today and say, Hey, thank you so much. I'm not sure if you even remember this, but I just wanted to reach out and say, thank you. It really blessed me and you encouraged me. And so for that, I thank you. All right, sweet sister friend, until we meet next time, keep on shining.